0: Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where you get berated because you look like a scrawny mofo. How's everybody doing tonight? Look, in my defense, you are very
1: scrawny to when the last time I saw you in person. And you've been getting scrawnier and scrawnier as I've seen you. And as long as you're not going to die from not eating enough, I'm fine with this. I really don't care about muscle. I just don't want you to die. So if it's a hand sandwich or a bowl of kale, I don't care. Just eat something, please. Yeah, we ironically, just, we I just went care for about, about two
0: weeks where I actually didn't eat anything, and it didn't really do much, other than I stopped pooping for a few days. <laughs>
2: can That's you, can that you say that? Can you say that uh, last little bit again? The emphasis on the second P was perfect.
1: <laughs> pooping. True. Very true. Yeah, you are, you are an abnormality, didn't you, what was it, uh, you have extra teeth or something uh, like so that?
0: There so, was, there was actually a time where I thought I had extra teeth because I went to the dentist and they took an x-ray, a panoramic x-ray of my mouth. And when they came back, they said, uh, the, the dental assistant actually looked at me and said, your baby teeth fell out, right? And I went, yeah. She's like, how, how long ago? I don't know. I, I think the last one fell out when I was like 12 or something or 11. Well, I think you have more. And I went, what? And then she showed me the uh, the panoramic and right above my teeth, you see the bottom caps of what looked like a whole nother row of teeth. And I just looked at it and went, well, that's new.
2: So your mm-hmm. shark is what you're telling us.
0: Well, there's the best part. is that uh, when, the de- when the dentist came in and looked at it and said you need to go to an oral surgeon and see what's going on up there. i like, okay. I literally walked out of the dentist office. I called up my mother. I said, hey, mom, do you, uh, do you need to tell me something about the day I was conceived? And she's like, nope. Nothing I really want to tell you about there. I was like, like, did you have sex with a shark that day? She's like, what? No, I didn't, no. Like, well, I just came from the dentist and I have a whole nother row of teeth. And so, either A, you had sex with a shark, or B, that gamma radiation I absorbed at the aquarium really affected me poorly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so where did that end up going? What did they have to say? If you don't know, I went to the, I went to the
0: oral surgeon, and they they took an X ray and they said, well, you've got some some cal- calcification buildup, and they look You know, he's he's looking at, it, he goes. It actually could be more teeth forming, but they're not fully formed yet. I said, well, what would have caused them to show up like they did? He said, well, it could be a bunch of different things. It could have been a shadowing of the image. It could have been shadowing of the teeth behind it. And I said, but you don't see extra teeth there. said, I don't see fully formed extra teeth. No. Like, oh, good. Now, what you're probably thinking of, Blue, is the... uh, the blessing I have of devouring my twin in the womb, which result which netted me a whole bunch of extra bones.
1: Yeah, that or, you know, a few extra stats. Let's just go with that.
0: Well yeah, because I actually uh back when I was Jesus in my twenties. Um I went to the doctor and they had to take an X-ray of me and and Blue knows what I'm talking about because I'm I'm fairly long of a person. So I've I'm my torso's pretty long. And uh, they had to take two x-rays to get all of my lungs in the picture. And so when they took the two x-rays, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm counting all my ribs and stuff. And I'm going, okay. So I have I have an extra set of, of floating ribs down at the bottom, which are really sucky because they really move around a lot. But the, well, the best part actually about that story was that me and the doctor were arguing about I broke my back. He was saying I broke my back and I was telling him I didn't. And we literally had a five-minute argument that resulted in yelling at each other about me not breaking my back. Uh, but yeah, I have extra, I have extra, an extra set of free flow, or extra set of floating ribs. Um, I've actually got an extra, it's either bone or cartilage down this right arm of mine. When I got an x-ray like forever ago, there was this, uh, this kind of kind of goes down and then down around here it just kind of pops into the side so it doesn't go straight down the middle it just kind of goes down and then kind of fuses over onto this other side bone there in your arm I forgot they're called Um, I've got an extra bone in my knee so if you actually ever look at my knees right below it you'll see you know you got that little kind of nub that comes out right underneath your knee well there's an extra growth on that which is an extra bone growth what else do I have
2: Have you ever thought about getting that extra pair of floating ribs removed? Um. For many reasons.
0: One, yeah, I actually almost did get them when I went snowboarding the one time. And they, uh, I popped the rib. It lifted up and went right across all the other ribs on top. Um. That day I almost, I thought about it. Because I was like, man, that really sucks. I don't like that happening. But otherwise, no. No, I mean, they're kind of. Came into this world with a whole bunch of parts. I, I guess I'm gonna go out. Unless I you know, step on an IED or something. There you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so you probably, have, yeah. I forget you have this long torso. So you probably have the same annoyance that I have with uh, shirts. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're they're all too fucking short. Oh yeah. Uh, you buy the sh- you buy the size larger to get that extra like couple of inches, but uh-huh. it's all like poofy on you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I,
0: I, clothes of I uh, every time I've ever gone for clothes. It's always a battle because I have a really strange in. I have a strange um, set of sizes, anyways. So, like, what's your waist?
1: Uh, my waist is
0: probably closer to thirty-two. Okay. So I'm I'm about a thirty-four. I'm actually dropping down. I'll probably get to a thirty-two uh, by Christmas. You're if I stay thirty-four. I right yeah, I'm a thirty-four right now. Uh, I'm actually a little under a thirty-four, to be honest. But okay. as I said, I'll probably be thirty-two when I hit Christmas. But my inseam is 36. Mm. Do you know how difficult it is to find 34, 36? It's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's that problem. My biggest issue is like they have shirts from like the university and they'll have like the logo on them. And I really like them. They're nice. Mm. But they're too short because the tails aren't long enough. So, I have to buy the tall shirts that certain places sell, like American Eagle used to sell them. They may still, but um, I'm not going to be, you know, 30 years old and wear American Eagle. So, mm. I f- think it's Eddie Bauer and Land's End are the ones that sell like the tall sizes. Mm. And I've then seen them
2: I- Hanes as well. And what is it? It's Kraft and ba- Barrow? Kraft and Barrow? I always... Or, yeah uh, whatever
1: Fruit of the but Loom yeah. has it too I can. always have a hard time finding them like it's not you know, a standard thing it's usually like a special order thing
0: so I can get away with pants because like I can get a 36 36 34 36 is really hard to find if I actually do drop down to 32 32 36 is going to be virtually impossible um, yes. actually my bigger problem the thing that's more annoying to me than pants are shirts long sleeve shirts so, being six and a half feet tall, I have an extremely long wingspan.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, trying to find shirts that actually come all the way down to my wrist, virtually impossible.
1: I, I got to say, Eddie Bauer, that's, that's where I found like the best ones. Like all of my, my favorite collared shirts, they stop right here on my mm-hmm. wrist and then my long sleeves will stop right about just a little bit further down. And that's with my arm like this. Not like down at my side. I'm talking like reaching out. Yeah.
0: All, all like, of mine, if I reach out, end right about here.
1: Yeah. You see, you see, you and I need to make more money so we can just hire a tailor and have our own clothing made. It's
2: or actually cheaper than you think to problem. get shirts tailored. It really is. like men's warehouse. Like $19 an alteration. You spend... You do their, like, three-for-90 deal or whatever.
0: Yeah, I actually got, uh, I go to Men's Warehouse to get my suits and stuff. Um, Yeah. Because getting a, getting honestly, there is nothing better than sliding into a a nice tailored suit.
2: Just, it hugs you in the right ways and actually, like, like, accentuates your body the correct way it should. If you are in a tailored suit, it's hard not to look good.
0: Yeah, it just, it yeah. feels good, and you feel good while looking good. It's just, man, it's just the simple things in life, man.
1: Yeah, but, like, t-shirts, you know, like, collared shirts, yeah, that's, you know, you can usually have, you can get that tailored, but, like, t-shirts, you know, if you want to wear something like that, like, you'd have to, like, get that made.
0: Yeah, see, all my t-shirts, like, when I actually get a t-shirt that I like, if I get it that fits me around, ends right about here. Like, it doesn't yeah. come down to, like, where the bicep starts. It stops where, what the hell's this top shoulder muscle here? Where that fuck one if ends. if I remember. Tricep? Oh, well, oh the, no. yeah. No, where the fuck muscle. if I remember muscle ends, right there. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Try Carhartt. Carhartt, you can get that size bigger, but it'll actually stay true to shape after the first wash, which is nice. Okay. A little so heavier I'm... duty, and they're thicker shirts, so they're not gonna, like, they're not really gonna, like, wear out and thin out over time. Which is so nice. I've,
0: I've tried Carhartt's, I've tried Dickies, and my biggest complaint about those is if I dry them in the dryer once. If I dry if I if I wash them in warm water or and or dry them in the dryer once, they shrink. And like the, the arms like the first time I wear it, they'll fit great. After I wash it, if I screw up and throw it in the dryer or wash it in warm water, it's basically a three quarter T.
2: Yeah, I get that. Well, I've never I don't think I've ever washed clothes outside of the cold setting and half my clothes. I end up air drying anyway. Most of them I won't throw in the dryer and even jeans like just that, like five, like four to five percent that they tighten up right when they come out of the dryer until you actually wear them again is the most annoying thing ever. So I'd rather just be like, all right, I got 24 hours before I can wear these jeans again. It's not like it's really going to matter.
1: Yeah. Brittany gets really annoyed about my laundry. Like we had a discussion about how I need my laundry done because I'm like, I'm very anal about this because I don't want anything shrinking.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, come on, let's take a look at you. If anything shrinks, it's literally going to look like you're wearing your little brother's clothing.
1: Yeah. Well, this is, this is like one of those dry fit shirts. So it's, it fits snugly.
0: Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Snugly. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah,
1: uh, we we need these sponsors. We need these sponsors for this show. Like, let's let's get these guys on here. And like, speaking yeah, of the
0: show, we actually have to do the show, so we probably should start talking about. I don't know, maybe games and nerds Oh, how about alcohol? Let's talk about alcohol. Yeah, that. What happens. are you drinking, Blue?
1: Um, I am drinking a uh, New Belgium uh, Higher Plain IPA. It's a hazy imperial IPA. Uh, the Voodoo Ranger series. Of the uh, new Belgium uh, brewery, it's a limited release or something like that. it's not uh, it's not part of their traditional thing. Uh, it's it's a little smart uh, it's, it's hopier. It's definitely hoppier than their uh, juicy haze and it doesn't have as much of a citrus taste to it. just a little bit. But it's definitely got a hoppier taste. I think it's just a little bit bitter, a little more bitter than the than the Juicy Haze is. But it's not bad. Um, I like their their can art's pretty cool. You got a guy wearing, huh, I think it's called a key. What are the guys that wear, um, that do, uh, what's it called? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. The I think they call him Keegs or Keys. something like that. Geese, geese, that's oh, it. Or gee, yes. yeah, there you go. So yeah, why, yeah. Don't you,
0: why don't you actually show us the picture? We might be able to assist with that. There you go. Let's see. I'll move in a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's more like a, a kimono,
2: like a kimono gee army ranger type looking.
0: Yeah.
1: Outfit. Yeah. Everything. And, uh, Everything. Yeah, and he's got. He's got one of those, um, those wool knit caps. It looks like with the ear flap covers. Probably like what an it almost looks like what the old aviators used to wear. Mm -hmm. And then he's got a bandana on top of his head, but it's a skeleton, and he's got a, a hop that's floating in front of him, glowing. So my question is, what made you buy this beer? I was in the store one day, and I was like, ooh, something new. And I went over and I looked at it. I find that can art seems to draw me in. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the um, back when they had like really cool like video game box art.
0: Oh yeah,
2: Adroit Theory gets me with that every time. Like, so, do I really want a sour? The art looks really fucking cool though.
1: <laughs> yeah. So these guys, uh, you know, I've I've liked their beers. Fat Tire. That's one of my favorite. I. Don't remember if I've tried their wheat or their Hefeweizen. But um, I liked juicy haze. So I was like, why not? You know, I saw I saw Higher Plane and I saw Hazy Imperial
0: IPA, so I'm like, why not?
1: Very nice. So that's, that's what made me get it.
0: I'm not regretting my purchase. No regrets, man. How about you, Vintage? What are you drinking?
2: I've got one more bottle left of Dogfish Head Seasonal, the Campfire Amplifier Milk Stout. And it is, it's literally a a s'mores tasting milk stout that's not overpowering. You still get, because I love milk stouts to begin with, and the s'mores is by no means overpowering. It's almost like a hint into there, which is really nice.
0: Yeah, see, I'm I'm weird. Like, uh maybe I'm not weird. Maybe I'm I'm normal, and everybody else is weird. But I'm a texture person, and s'mores has a very specific texture to me. So, like, if I drink something that tastes like s'mores, my brain kicks it and goes, "This is not right. This is not what this is supposed to taste like," and freaks out. Super I wonder.
2: There's probably some bizarrely long, hard to pronounce, like psychological name for that.
0: Yeah, like anal bum covers or something.
2: (laughs) Or the Holy Cross in the head.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the Magic Cross. Magic Magic Cross. cross. Yeah.
2: I guess Holy Cross would work in this case because it's different. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's through your skull instead
0: of your glands. So I guess I can see that. Well, what made you buy that? What made you pick that one up?
2: 50% that it had the cool art on it. 50% that it's dogfish head. (laughs) Hey. You can't go wrong at that point. No, and, and 100% because it's a milk
0: stout <laughs> I've only ever had one dogfish head brew that I didn't like it was a sour I forget what it's called like sequentia or something like that Oh, um, yeah. it was
2: like a farmhouse ale though wasn't it if no, I remember no, correctly it, it, was
0: definitely a, it was definitely a sour no I, it's I a sour I,
2: but it's farmhouse ale was the type oh, okay, of yeah. beer if I remember Maybe. correctly yeah, I, I just remember right. I got
0: it I just remember I got it on tap because I was like oh dogfish head sequentia I've never had that before and I tried it, and I literally sat there and stared at it, going, I have to actually finish this, because I don't leave a man behind, but this is going to be a struggle. I'm going to be taking some fire on this one.
1: Really? That one yeah. That one bothered you that much?
0: Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, I'm not a fan of sours. It was just, it, like, there was that one IPA sour I think you sent up that was really Screaming good. Screaming reels. Yes. And that, that, honestly, that's probably the first sour... I've ever had that I actually enjoyed.
2: It's a Kolsch yes. Ghost Hybrid.
0: Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah,
2: Sea Quench Ale.
0: Maybe that's not the one I'm thinking of.
2: They describe it it's, as a margarita without all the sugar and no, taking you straight one, to yeah. the beach. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely <laughs> that one.
0: It, it took me to the beach, but it took me to that part of the beach where the sewage outlet is and, you know, you get that big blast Jersey. right around it. Yeah, yeah, like a beach in Jersey. <laughs> oh boy yeah then we just lost all of our listenership in jersey bye guys sorry um and i am actually uh, i'm drinking really lame i'm drinking a uh coke zero what, what like made you buy that well honestly it was a can art it really worked. <laughs> like i i i looked over and there was pepsi one there and and there was like ginger ale but i looked at this and i'm like ooh, i like red that looks like a target, like a bullseye.
2: You like Ooh. the three colors, not just the but,
0: one or two. This this red on black almost looks like a, a crazy post apocalyptic Japan flag. I'm picking that up.
1: Very nice. Yes, I like I like the post apocalyptic Japan flag reference. Like that's that's very very good. Um, let me let me roll with that by talking about uh, evangelical. Evangelical.
0: That sounds yeah. super familiar.
1: Yeah, it's the, it's that one weird anime.
0: Oh! Yes, that's why that sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, the the angels. So, I went on to iFunny and there's one where it's, someone had drawn it, sketched it out and I was looking at it and I'm like, what the fuck, okay, let me watch this. And at one point there, oh shoot trying to get it to start over again but it's like if it was done by Michael Bay I gotta say I liked the original anime it's really freaking weird Mm -hmm. it's kind of no I'm sorry it's not kind of it is a mind fuck but this version like just the short like whatever this is maybe like a minute or two version like the Michael Bay thing like it's so much more like Yeah, I can get behind that. (laughs) Like, it's like explosions and the kid, instead of being this wimpy, like, I don't know. He's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm excited. You know, and he's like, and he wants to screw everything that walks, you know, which isn't really much different because that's what the kid wants to, but he's a little more suppressed
0: about that. Sorry, spoilers. God, that just reminds me, have you guys seen the movie Hot Tub Time Machine, right? Of course. Yeah. Great oh, movie. my God. Blue, I know, like like this is a movie that is it's great to watch the first time just for the shock value, but the second time sucks, but just when you're talking about it, wants to wants to bang anything. There's a scene in that movie where they go snowboarding and they fall down the hill and they get literally do like the worst yard sale ever. And they all look at each other and like i don't I don't hurt. It doesn't that didn't really feel that bad. And one guy's like, I'm bad, I feel great. Uh, I want to. Stop that! You know, he just screams it on top of the mountain. <laughs> and it's like... I don't know why it just what you just said reminded me of that scene in that movie. I guess I'm just Anthony DiNozzo.
2: Yeah, that's the bald guy in it, right? That freaks out about that. I yeah. can't remember. Whatever his name is. Great comedian. He's always out there and weird.
0: Yeah, it ends up, it ends up making Frugal instead of Google. Lugal. Lugal, because his name is Lugle, Lou. Lugle, Lugle. Oh, I love the... Go.
2: He gets all the great tech companies, but the best part is he makes, um, what's his name? Uh, the big black guy in it, Craig, uh, whatever is, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he makes sure that Craig doesn't take his wife's, like, half of his wife's name. (laughs) Like, that's his big accomplishment. He couldn't care less that he founds Lugal, Motley Lou, doesn't matter. It's the fact that his best friend has his own last name and isn't sharing it with his wife.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are some really great one-liners in that oh dude remember when that guy was supposed to lose his arm and the, he's in the elevator and he's got his arm through it and the guy's like we got to help him and the guy's like no no man it's fate no god it's like a slow motion guillotine and you just see the elevator going up with the guy's arm stuck out of it it's going up and then it stops and it goes down and then goes back up and he's like how why would you take that from me he's like what the fuck
2: it's also like the slowest elevator. Like they're all standing there watching this. Episode. Like normal oh god, elevator, yeah. it'd be up to the next floor within a couple seconds.
0: Here, it's. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, yeah. The, the movie's like, The movie is hilarious the first time, but after that, you know, <laughs> like, oh it
2: like, you like it holds up if you give it about a year gap. What's up? If you give it about a year gap between watches, it holds up. You don't yeah, want to watch it too frequently than that, though.
0: I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, maybe I could turn around and watch it again now, but I tried to, like, a couple of years after it came out, I, I watched it, like, when it came out, and then mm-hmm. I waited a couple of years and watched it again with somebody else because I hadn't seen it. And it just it didn't have... just didn't have it, you know? Like, did I get some on my face? Oh, God. Oh, dude, it's pineapple, man. I'm fucking with you. That's what friends do. No, it's not <laughs> pineapple. It's, it's hand soap. Hand soap. <laughs> oh god tastes like pineapple god it was uh <laughs> <fucking hilarious. laughs> it's it's a it's a funny it's a funny movie half but, uh, of the
2: funniest darkest shit is the bald guy in it absolutely oh, yeah. everything Dude. that's dark
0: when the two guys are when the two of them are standing there and they're about to have a threesome, they turn the camera around showing her walking into the into the uh into the witness's face, and then they pan back to them and he's already nude, completely nude. Yeah. And the other guy's standing right next to him with a shocked look on his face and looks over and like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, we gonna do this or what? No. Huh? No. Ah, more for me. He's <laughs> like, oh, no, don't don't worry, dude. You just you know, you don't want to be like a full on rager. You wanna be kind of like a semi. Here, let me help you. Dude no it's okay man friends start each other off it's okay it's not gay
1: This <laughs> sounds like uh what's that movie with um
2: are you thinking uh, of america ryan pie reynolds
1: too? dane cook oh no 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 there are there are waiters and dane Cook. i think waiting that's it
0: no nah, it's uh this is, is
1: not as weird as i'd no, say like good.
2: up there with like american pie style weird yeah okay and yeah, that like scene definitely reminds me of american pie 2 when they break into what they think are the les is the lesbian's house and they've got to reciprocate before the lesbians will do anything in front of them oh and God. stifler's full-on willing to take one for the team he's dropping pants he's doing everything <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. now
2: those hold up
1: yeah yeah that was uh american uh american pie that was a really good movie. The original one was. Yeah, they all they all hold up outside of the the ones where they present, which
2: I did just realize the other day my dad was talking to me about it. All of the presents are a different member related to Stifler is the main character. And I had no clue. I don't know how I never picked up on that. Like it's his younger brother in uh is it the naked mile with him in high school it's like his cousin in book of love like and i think they just came out with a new one girls rules which is stephanie stifler his like niece or something
1: yeah and then (laughs) i think stifler makes an appearance in all of them or something like that he's like the only guy that's like left around yeah it's always stifler
2: shows up in those and eugene levy Makes no sense why he shows up in those films, but he does. And it's the best.
0: <laughs> i got to watch those more. I think I've only ever actually seen the first American buy.
2: Yeah, Second one's about 80% as good as the first.
0: I may have wedding seen
2: the second one. Wedding is about 80% as good as the first. Reunion's like 70% as good as the first. Yeah. They're
1: one, worth one, it. one really takes it. Takes the cake. And I'd say if takes I had to pick the two, I'd, I would pick one and I'd pick wedding. <laughs> Mm.
2: Wedding, mm. weddings, good. Special haircut. <laughs> that right, always well, gets me.
0: <laughs> next segment, as we're God, we're just sliding right on a tangent tonight. Hell uh, yes. Next segment is state o games. State of games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we just pontificate about how we feel games are today. So blue, what's your state of games? Politics are you playing more, politi- or playing pers- more politics stimulator?
1: more 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 politics more more unrest more 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 votes more things no dude i've i've been just the the election came up two days ago and so i've just been like pretty much into that and then like works slamming me really hard with a bunch of stuff i gotta get done so i didn't play it all this weekend um so yeah, my state of games is Nada. Although, what was it? Ah, what was that wooden one I saw? Uh, Ghost I think Pokemon of... Go. Nah, uh, yeah, I mean I play that every day of my life. Um, meh, it's all right. They're they're starting to take away things. I liked it when the eggs were half the distance. Um, I like the fact that you still can get Pokestops without getting too close. I I think that even once this COVID stuff goes away, I think they should keep that feature because that's really nice because I don't have to keep getting up and like walking downstairs. I can just like get stuff from my desk every morning at work and that's just a real bonus for me. But um, was it Ghost of Tashima? Tsushima? Say that again?
2: I think it's Tsushima like T-S-U- yeah, S H I M A like Tsushima.
1: Yeah, so I uh, I don't own a PlayStation, so I couldn't play that. But uh, shout out to um, uh, Little Gamers Playground. Uh, they do uh, game movies, so they tie in like cutscenes and they tie in gameplay to make like a movie out of it. I watched that recently. I have to say that is a very impressive game. I liked I liked the one of the things I liked about it. And I, I kind of like this. I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, in the original games, like you didn't always have like choices. Like I remember, like there's a lot of games, like oh, I you know like screw that person. I'd rather kill them. Uh, you can't do that. Why do I have to kill this person? I'd rather not. You don't. You don't have that choice. Like it was always. It's always like one storyline. You know, like memory restrictions and such. But uh, with that one, like you could ch- like it was like the code the code of samurai should follow and it's like well certain missions required you you had to use stealth which means you had to use underhanded tactics and your actions and all these other things you know resulted in certain things and you it turned you into this symbol this person who didn't follow the warriors this the samurai code you had the choice at the end um to make a decision, and I won't spoil it because the game's relatively new. But it was really nice to like you could like make those pivotal decisions and it's like to do this or to do that, and how it affects you know the ending of the game.
0: Hmm. Yeah, everybody said how great that game is, and uh, I don't know. I haven't played it yet. I don't have my PS4 anymore, so unless, until I get a PS5, I probably still won't play it. That might so be my Christmas game.
2: Played. That might be my Christmas game that I play just during that break. <laughs> huh. Could be.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see that uh that Sony's um their production stock of the PS5, they're basically saying retailers won't have any?
1: I'm not surprised. I Why would I find you? it I find it odd that they they don't do more of that. Like I don't know if it's they're just being overly conservative or they're trying to garner hype and make sure they always have like a stock of people who want to buy but um yeah i'm just i'm not a fan of it i feel like you know this is going to be a big thing and push it out
2: i think honestly they're trying to get ahead of it because they just watched the what i would say is the worst product launch in in tech gaming history with nvidia's 3000 series Even still, you can't get a 3080, a 3090, a 3070 even. And I think they're trying to get way out in front of that and be like, if you find one on a shelf, awesome, but don't expect to. And that's not us saying we don't have stock in general. That's us saying just let's level some expectations here. Like that's not going to be the Black Friday item to buy like we see any time. A new system comes out. Everybody's rushing to get them on Black Friday. Not that the price goes down, but maybe he has a game with it kind of deal. And I just, I just think that they're trying to get ahead of that. I think, yeah. This, I, yeah.
0: I think what's going to happen is uh, just like everything, everything, every video game system release. You know, they're, you're going to find those people that just went and bought them, and they're just going to turn around and resell them on, you know, eBay, Craigslist, whatever. And with this type of thing, where Sony's like, well, yeah, you're not going to find them on the shelf. I think it's just going to. Feed right into that, where people's prices are just going to get jacked up so friggin' high. You know, they're they're kind of. I think they're. I think that's exactly the levying expectations, and I think the expectation is is that unless you're going to find it from a from a reseller, you're going to be paying through the nose for one if you actually want one this holiday season. Which I don't know. I think it kind of sucks. It, uh, and also I, I, we get, we got to take a look at COVID and. and Assume that there's production issues with that, you know. Maybe Microsoft just had a better plan around it, or maybe they just don't care. Who knows? But Microsoft is actually pumping out. I think they said that they were going to have a lot of stuff on the shelves, if I remember the the tweets correctly. But yeah, they will.
1: But my question is, oh shit, I'm talking way too close to this damn thing now. Um,
0: my no, question right, is man. get right up close. We want to hear that no, soulful no, but it's
1: like I got to I got to lower my voice a little bit because mm. otherwise it just oh. like blows out the mic. So when I'm going to talk a little loud I need to back up a little bit. So the the covid thing has thrown a monkey wrench into a lot of fucking things. production, you know, like meat's a hard thing to get, but what I am curious about is like Halo um Infinite. I think is the name of the Yeah, Halo Infinite not going to be there for launch that was that was one of the big things they're not going to have it at the launch of the console so what's ps5 got like is it got like four games five games like is it worth even is it worth getting any of these consoles at launch or is it better are you just better off just like waiting
0: so there it's all depends on how you really how like what your mentality is on it like the p the playstation Well, even the Xbox, like, one of the big reasons to get them at launch was that they were backward compatible. And I know that the Xbox is going to be backwards compatible with a lot of stuff, and so is the PlayStation. It's going to be backwards compatible with a lot of different games. So if you go from that angle, just upgrading from a PS4 to a PS5 or an Xbox, you know, to an an Xbox X, um, that, that backward compatibility is pretty nice. And, and it's supposed to boost better load times and all that other fun stuff for PS4 games.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw, um, there was a video going around, somebody had an early like developer version of the Series X, and was showing The Witcher 3 fast travel times. It was so quick, the game would glitch out and show you underneath the map like, just mostly darkness and then the terrain, and then it would jump back up and there's your character. Like, no loading screen, no nothing. Like, yeah, it was almost tripping it out. That's going to be exciting. And I think it's honestly a huge selling point. You don't have it just shows you don't have to really have launch titles anymore to to jumpstart the sales of a console because you have all these people that I mean, myself included. If I were going to get one, the biggest selling point to me right now on both those systems is sweet. I can now replay some of the games I've been wanting to replay for so long. And they're going to have better graphics and a better experience, less loading times. Sign me up. That's the biggest selling point for these systems. Like I've said it on the show prior. I'm probably not going to get one. Honestly, if I get one, it's going to be a PlayStation five three years from now when a potential last of us part three releases, because that's not going to be something that's available on PC. Almost everything else is available on PC.
0: I'm actually super excited because there's a lot of companies that are already, like CD Projekt Red, who are already saying, hey, guess what? We're going to be making, we're going to be giving you free upgrades. If you buy it on this console, the older console, we're going to be giving you free upgrades to the to the newer console. And you get to play it, you know, no matter what. So if you do work it on a new console, then you get the advantages of that new hardware, of, that, uh, uh, of the benefits of that new hardware, which I thought. And I think there's more than just CD Projekt Red doing that, and I can't think of one off the top of my head. But I just thought that that's a that's a really great stance for a gaming a gaming company to do. You know, like, hey, look, you're you're getting this new console's coming out. We don't want to force you to stick with the old console, and we don't want you to feel like, oh, now I'm playing last year's game on a new console, and I'm not really getting anything good out of it. They, it's a good stance. It 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 brings a lot of goodwill with it when you do stuff like that.
2: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I actually saw Activision announce their model for Call of Duty's upgrade. I think they said $10. Yeah, like if you got either the deluxe or you pay $10 after the fact, that's the digital upgrade path. And you know what? You can Fuck. blame Activision. That's Activision. They're going to try and price gouge anywhere they can, and let's just all be happy that it's not like previous years where Oh, I'm sorry, you bought Call of Duty and the new game? The new console just came out? We'll take another 60 bucks. So,
0: it's I never- remember when they, I went from the PS3 to the PS4, I had Battlefield 3, I think? It was Battlefield 3. And I had it for PS3. Um... But if I put that disc into my PS4, and I played it off of my PS4, it actually downloaded and installed the PS4 version of Battlefield 3, so I could still play it. And it was one of the games I played with my brother a lot, so it was really... Like, that was a big big reason why I went to a PS4 as quickly as I did, because I could still play the games that I played with my friends or my brother or whoever.
2: And isn't the original PS4 that came out is backwards compatible with PS3? The slim is not? And then the I, Pro was? Like, with those certain games?
0: I, I think it I think it was all dependent on the game itself, but I think it was across the board. I don't think the Slim mm. wasn't. I think you're thinking of the PS3. I maybe When the PS3 was out, then when it first came out, it was backwards compatible with PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. And then it had the Blu-ray they, drive. Yeah, and then when they shifted to the next production line, they took out the hard-coded chip that was on there, Um, Because, actually, what was in the PS3 was the actual chip from the PS2, which played PS1 and PS2 games natively. Then they went to software emulation later on, which only allowed you to play a certain select number of PS1 and PS2 games. And then, with PS4, when it came out, they just said, we're not backwards compatible, we're not claiming it, we're not doing it, and that was that. But there were a few gaming companies that said, hey, if you bought our game we're going to make it so that it works on this new system, and you can take advantage of that new hardware versus oh, I got to spend sixty bucks to get it again i mean even to be honest, even ten bucks it it's not that bad you know it means that I paid seventy bucks for that game instead of sixty bucks for that game ten bucks isn't 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 a deal breaker to me um granted i I'd much prefer they just. Say, hey, here you go for free, but they did work to make it happen, even if it was just a little bit of work. They did work to make it happen. So they, in my mind, the business sense in me is saying they deserve something for it. You know, not necessarily hemming and hawing, but they deserve some monetary portion for it. Yeah. And if you
1: go back and listen to one of our older episodes of the GNA Podcast, you'll hear us have this deep discussion about where we think gaming industry is going to go when they're only charging X amount for games. And how are they going to pay all these people to do all this work, to do these updates? Like, they're already creating a game and then to go on top of it and make graphical updates to this game and fine-tune things for a higher-gen console. So, it's like you're redeveloping a game. It's like developing Destiny for the Xbox 360 and then developing it for the Xbox One. So, it's not something that you can necessarily just, oh, just copy and paste the code like there's different things that has to be done there's optimizations and such that have to go on and that takes fucking time
2: if i remember correctly i was reading an article about this actually that there's like it's either four or five ways i can't remember off the top of my head that this happens you either see it naturally where it's backwards compatible which is great. There's no effort to really be done there. You just have to make sure the system supports it. There is the free upgrade path, in which case the only thing that's improved typically is graphics. There's the remastering or reimagining route, depending on how you want to go about that. That usually takes a lot of effort. And then the other one that we're seeing, CD Projekt Red's the big one with this is all of them, all at once, are being developed because of the time frame of their prospective launch. So, it's going to be available, and I think it's Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Series S, PS4, PS5, PC, Switch, and it's like everything is going to be available the day it's launching.
0: That's a massive effort. It really is. But the one thing that I wanted to actually point out, which is something that still baffles me, is that gaming companies, they typically have to They have to make a sustainable revenue stream, you know, because if they want to keep developing a game, they want to put money into it. You got to keep getting money out of it. How the hell is Hello Games, Maker of No Man's Sky, how the hell are they doing it when they're not doing paid DLC? Like, what sorcery is happening there? Because they're just releasing free updates every every so many months or every eight, eight months or 18 months or whatever, they're just releasing free updates with enhancements to the game. I mean, are they still selling that many units that it's, it's supporting that or just that's the one that really confuses me is how hello games is doing it.
2: So I just double checked. They've got a surprisingly small development team for one. So they don't have very much overhead compared to the traditional larger studio Two. They far beat expectations of sales at and prior to launch. They've been running off that primarily and they saw a huge surge in sales at that major one year update that actually added multiplayer and stuff like that. So they are primarily surviving on the fact that they're just a small team that made a shit ton more money than they were expecting before the game even came out and then a huge revenue surge at that major update
0: point. Yeah, it's just wild when you take a look at the big boys, like EA, Activision, Bungie even, and you take a look at it and you go, man, you guys are... And not to say that... I mean, No Man's Sky isn't like this huge, spectacular... It's a fun game, though. It really is. It's a fun game. But the amount of effort that keeps going into it and keeps going into it, and you look at it and go, well, EA's got to sell... X number of 999 packs to make sure that they can stay afloat on this game when Hello Games is just like yeah, we're good here's some free shit it's just just one of those uh, it reminds me of, of PC gaming back in the late 80s and early 90s when a gaming company, they'd pump something out and every now and then you'd get a patch and the patch would have some extra stuff in it and you'd be like, oh, cool thank you it just reminds me of those days.
2: I'll tell you the most recent time I can actually remember that happening, and this will surprise you. Original Call of Duty Modern Warfare on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. The variety map pack was 15 bucks. PC, it was free. We've still to this day don't know why they made that decision. Was it the small? Because if it was a small player base, wouldn't they want extra money from that small player base? I mean, why wouldn't it just be 15 are free across the board it was very weird because that was one of the first major multiplayer games to feature a dlc in general
0: i mean the only thing i can think of there is microsoft and sony want to get their cut out of whatever gets developed so maybe because they were put, putting it on on their playstation store they had to give sony and play or had to give sony and microsoft a certain cut so they're like well we got to charge this to make sure that we can i don't know m- I don't know, make sure they get their cut. We have to pay somebody to do all that crap, so this is paying them. I don't know. I just thought it was just it was just one of those things that, uh, like when when No Man's Sky first came out, I expected DLC to come out. You know, new DLC to come out every six or eight or ten months or whatever. And when the first patch came out and it was free, I'm like, oh, that's got to be because of the the really shitty launch. They're just trying to make up for that. Oh, okay, that makes that makes sense. And then when the next one came out free and I'm like, are they still like, are they still trying to do that? Because, you know, that first one was really good. Uh, I mean, this one's really good, too, but the first one was really good. And then the next one came out free and I'm going, do I have to go there and blow them now? Like, how does this work? I just.
2: Well, it's a small enough team where, you know what, Cecil, you could do it. We believe yeah, I mean, it's very it, intimate. Yeah. Just say, yeah,
0: there's probably not enough of them. I could probably just spit roast my way through all of them and be done in like an hour.
2: Yeah, it just reminds me of uh, you guys watch Silicon Valley, right? There's uh, there's an episode in the first season where they're getting ready to, to announce their big major achievement. And as opposed to, like, being focused on what they're actually going to do, they just decide the only way we're actually going to win this if we jerk everyone in the crowd off. So you've got these, like, five super nerds doing the actual math on a whiteboard of the efficiency of jerking off everyone if one guy was to do it or every member of the team contributed, factoring angles for optimization, like, Whole nine yards. It's one of the funniest clips of television I've seen in so long.
1: (laughs) That's some awkward math. Very awkward math.
0: Well, Vintage, what's your state of game since that was all off of Blues?
1: Yeah, so
2: actually, I haven't been playing that much either. Um, What I have been playing through, though, is Dishonored 2, finally. Um, I actually got that when it released on PlayStation 4. I think I played like eight hours, and... Then just never picked it back up again. I don't know why. And now like three years later, two years later, I'm playing through it on PC and it is wonderful. Nice. Yeah. Having a lot of fun with it. It actually so much so where I think I might want to replay through it and choose not to get the mark of the outsider on a second playthrough because that was a very interesting. I forgot that there's that within the first like three chapters. They're like, do you want the mark of the outsider? And it's like. So tell me I get to play through this with super supernatural powers or I don't? Give me the powers, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, call call me the moonwalker. Give me that shit. Mm-hmm.
2: I can't imagine. Half my half the times I'm like speedrunning through these levels to make sure that I get low chaos rating because I want the happy ending. I'm just blinking and teleporting left and right i see someone i'm just gonna take possession of them walk right through the gates of where i need to go maybe i just knock them out and throw them over into a dumpster and be on my merry way Mm.
0: you know i don't think i've actually played any of the designer games
2: think of it like um it's the best way to describe it like you know the thief franchise where it's like super ultra stealthy yeah i always Mm. thought of it like
0: a steampunk thief
2: Yes, with more combat and magic. Hmm. Yeah, because Thief, you have to be super silent. You only can be stealth. Dishonored, you get to play through it. And each chapter, they say whether or not you're low, medium, or high chaos. And at the end of the game, depending on what you averaged out to, it determines the actual outcome. Whether it's a happy melon, like somewhere in the middle, or sad or bad ending. And it all comes down to did you do things stealthily did you try and kill everybody did you cause a lot of uh, ruckus and everybody noticed you being there because you can run right through the game and only experience like fifteen twenty percent of it but get like didn't even get alerted by a single guard didn't incapacitate a single person and it's just it allows you to play so many different play styles hmm
0: yeah i do like those games where they give you options you know it's one of the like it's a linear path it's a linear game but you've got several different ways that you can take the path so yeah, i, would, I the, do take those
2: the one thing i find the most interesting by far in it is in each chapter there's one or two like you can call them bosses basically i mean they're no different oftentimes than any other enemy but you're always given a choice do you knock them out do you if they have some affliction that's magical or otherwise? Do you heal them or do you kill them? And that majorly affects endings.
0: Well, my state of games is uh, I actually was playing some Injustice Two this week, so I was knocking out uh, knocking out Batman and shit. It's a fun. It's 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 an entertaining little fighting game. Uh, Nether Realms really has uh, has up their ability to tell a story in a fighting game now. You know they've really. They've made something that actually works, and I really like the formula that they're using. You know, so you've got it's basically you're watching cutscenes, what's happening, and then in between, you know, as as the cutscene ends, that's when your fight starts. You know, so you're watching Batman free Superman, and you know, then after that, it's Batman fighting somebody or Batman fighting Superman or something like that. You know, so it's uh, it's fun. It's an entertaining game. It feels pretty balanced. You've got certain characters that are. Are better than others. Like I think the Flash is just like some of his combos and stuff are just stupid easy to pull off. Um, it's fun. You get it's got a pretty good roster of of people that you get to play as in the DC world. The story is fun. Um, I haven't in the first uh, Injustice they did this interdimensional thing where you had I'm guessing it was like you know the true DC canon line jumped over into an alternate dimension and found this you know this. In just or the, the regime—I think—is what they were called. But this one seems to be just in that world. It's not; it doesn't seem to be interdimensional travel this time around. So it's uh, it's entertaining. Um, I think uh, Brainiac's the the big bad boss in this one. So you're you're fighting off Brainiac in a huge like world takeover thing that he's doing. It's definitely entertaining. It's definitely fun. So a storyline
2: under- very similar to like a Super Smash Bros. kind of game. Where you've got the intermittent battles that do actually make sense story wise, but you obviously have to play through them and then you get more cutscene to
0: develop the story. You well, find again, end more cutscene to develop Net- the story. How Netherrealm does it is they'll like for instance the the opening scene, it's uh Batman and Robin are scoping into I forget where, but they're they're gliding into you know, they're flying in to go check on something and then the uh you know, they get they're the batwing all of a sudden gets taken over and they start flying somewhere else so they eject and then they glide down and then like one of the first fights is it's cyborg cyborg is the one that was basically taking over the bat the bat jet or the batwing or whatever you call it and he took over the controls and told it to go back home well when they jumped out all of a sudden they land they have a conversation with cyborg and then you know they fight Uh, and at the end of that fight you know cyborg's knocked out on the ground and he's like well here we're doing this oh they were going to they were going to check out what what was going on with superman or something um and then they end up in arkham asylum and they start talking to you know they start beating up the inmates or trying to wrangle them back in and then superman shows up and then you know you're talking to superman and then the fight starts you know it's like it's it's seamless from where you're you know the the cutscenes happening and you're watching and then it just goes straight into the fight. It's it's seamless how the story goes and then they'll cut to a different scene. You know a d- couple of different characters talking and doing stuff and then you're following them and that's the action. and realm has done that with Mortal Kombat as well and I really it just I think it's a great way of telling a story and still having a fighting game. It's really entertaining, really fun. Have you watched the uh, the DC movies like? Superman
1: Returns, Justice League. Oh, yeah. I've
0: watched most of the animated movies.
1: What about the newer ones that they've been putting out? The, I think Chris Nolan maybe had been directing
0: some of the, them. The I know he did. The two fifty two 52 stuff?
1: Yeah, the one that has Calvin... What's his name in there? Where uh, Ben Affleck played Batman... <sighs>
2: Yeah, and it, like the I big crossover that. was what Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. That was like movie two, basically. Yeah, you and had then they had, like Origin Justice of League. Superman, Origin of Batman for one movie, and then Justice
1: League. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, have you seen those? Oh yeah, Cecil, you've seen them vintage. So they've set it up pretty much for Dark Side to step in, but they could come up, you know. The next Batman movie that's coming out is got the Penguin and the Riddler, I believe. Good the old Oswald
2: worded. Cobblepot.
1: Yeah, uh, where I think Oswald and Cobblepot. Edward Nigma. Oswald Cobblepot. I think I've heard he was being played by Colin Farrell.
0: No, no, that's his. That's his name of the character. Is, is the name of the Penguin. His real name is Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah. Well, no, I, I
1: thought that they were. I don't know. I heard something about Colin Farrell being in that movie for some reason. No, I uh, blue, blue. The,
2: not the I Penguin's know. normal I know, person I, I in this. Okay.
1: Okay. I know, who sure. the, I know who Oswald. <laughs> I know who Oswald Cobblepot is. I believe that someone said that he was being played. The actor that plays Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin, is Colin Farrell. I hope he's in I a real I can't really weird do movie. that.
0: I can't. Yeah, have. I heard
1: I I heard I saw it somewhere and I was like, I I don't care how much makeup you put on someone that that's going to be kind of weird.
0: Well, then again, um, I never saw Michael Keaton as Batman and he is Batman.
1: Yeah, true. So, um so for the next time that they do like a Superman movie, do you want to see more people from the dark side like realm or would you want to see something like maybe like Brainiac?
0: oh geez if they did um so who's that actor that's colin farrell
1: that's colin farrell and
2: that's his transformation into the penguin that's okay, kind so that of is true, creepy
1: then. that's really right. creepy but back to my my question so the next next superman movie they make with calvin whatever his name is yeah the guy who played the witcher um he played see? the Man of
0: Steel before he played The Witcher. It's just funny that you yeah. just referred to him. I know, the
1: I know, I know. Harvey Cantell?
0: Ca- Harvey Harvey or Cantel or something.
1: Yeah, that's Is it. his name.
2: Harvey.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: Henry Cavill.
0: Henry Cavill. There you go. <laughs>
2: Combination of what everyone was saying. Yeah, I mean, we were
0: we were close. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I may not have said every little syllable, but yeah, I said all the words. Um, we
2: got there. It just was a little bit of a rocky
0: road. Yeah, and I haven't even been drinking if god you know what like to be honest the the live action dc stuff it just hasn't captured me they just uh it really just felt like after nolan's batman trilogy that they just went oh man it works so well let's make everybody dark like no not everybody's dark you know you can actually use a brighter palette for a movie it's okay
2: I honestly think the bigger issue, though, is actors did not want to remain in the role of Batman quite the same way as, say, for instance, Chris Evans wanted to remain in the role of Captain America in the Marvel Universe. That, I think, is a little weird because I do remember Nolan saying in interviews that this is the Batman he wants to introduce into the larger universe. But then, um, shoot, I'm spacing on the actor that played him at the time,
1: Ben Affleck. No, no,
2: no, no, before no, no, that. No, before that. Oh,
1: Christian Bale.
2: Christian Bale. Christian Bale did not want to sign on beyond the three movies in the Batman trilogy. It's like, why? You're Christian Bale. You're going to make so much money. You can just sign the first three now, see how much they actually make, which as we all know is a freaking shit ton. And then mm-hmm. sign on for more, but they just have this issue of nobody wants to remain Batman, and it's a little weird. Ben Affleck only did three movies,
1: two Mind technically,
2: is. two. Yeah,
1: two. Really? Because like, cameo was in the other. Yeah, he yeah. was a cameo in Suicide Squad.
2: Yeah, but it's like, come on, and it's it's a little frustrating because if DC ever wants to reach the the level of Marvel, the first thing that they need to actually figure out is a consistent cast, someone that wants to remain in that role for the duration of a major saga line.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're going to find it, though. It's just they, they, they just have done such a poor execution of the DC movies. I, I mean, don't the, know like, about like, like, poor. Well, okay, so Christopher Nolan's Batman, the first one, Batman Begins, was pretty good. The next two, meh. Nah, they were okay. I think the, I think the development of the Batsuit like watching the Batsuit evolve across those three movies was the most entertaining thing across all three movies. Because it was like, oh, they're actually developing this and making it functional. Jeez, I've never actually seen that. That's awesome. Uh, but, you know, the the storylines just, I don't know, they they were good. They just didn't really grip me as much. And Man of Steel, man, I got the same gripe I always have. And it just, it, it wasn't Superman. Um, it just... It, it didn't feel like Superman. It, it felt like, I don't know, it, it just it felt like they were trying to make Batman with Superman as the lead.
2: Uh, now, Wonder Woman,
0: Wonder Woman, I'm going to mm. say, was, was great. I, I enjoyed Wonder Woman. They made that work. They made that feel good. I really, really enjoyed that.
1: Yes, and I think we can all agree that Birds of Prey is probably their worst movie ever.
0: I haven't seen Aquaman yet, so I can't make that call.
1: I've seen Aquaman. I have not seen Birds of Prey, but everything I hear about Birds of Prey is, yeah, they dropped the ball on that one.
2: Yeah, it almost feels like, though, that after they lost Christian Bale as part of that trilogy who they wanted to stick with, it sounds like, especially in the Batman role, they tried to make this out to be kind of like the James Bond series, where you get one actor for a certain number of films. They are all somewhat interconnected, but primarily just within the films those actors star in. But the problem with, with the DC Universe is nobody wants to jump into the more advanced stuff in the same way that Marvel was able to successfully take a ragtag group of eight different people and then by the fifth movie, half of them are already together. By the eighth movie, they're all together. Like, to get that to merge correctly is very difficult, and if you can't pull that off, you almost only have the option to try and make it like a James Bond-type cinematic universe.
0: Well, so that's the one thing that Marvel has always had going for it, is that they've always been able to keep continuity pretty good. I mean, not spectacular, but way better than DC. DC's just like, oh, we're gonna... We're going to completely go off the rails on so many different things. This story arc here is going to say Batman's banging a cow, but this story over here is going to say that Batman's ca- banging a moose. But somehow at the end, we gotta sa- we got to say that he's actually banging a giraffe. And then all they're like, well, you know what? We can't figure out how to do this. Let's have the Flash run back in time. And now he's banging a gorilla. Closer to humans, right? You know, it's just... DC, every time anything happens that, like... They they start to just get off the rails. And, and it's almost like you could watch just the, the writers sitting there. Their hair just start going out all over the place. And they're like, God, what do we do? What do we do? And then this kid comes in and goes, why don't you kill everyone? We can't do that. Oh, wait a minute. We could kill everyone. And then you got a DC reset.
2: Yeah, it almost feels like it's just like 30 guys in their 40s and 50s in a room. And then somebody decides... We've been in this room for eight hours and we have nothing to add to this. They all break out their drug of choice. They can't decide still. And then exactly like a kid walks in and just it's like, how about you uh, you make a love interest with like the blah, blah and this guy. And it's just like that could work. We could build the entire story around that. Like that's the only that's uh, honestly the only thing that bothered me about Man of Steel is his relationship is somewhat important, but they made it really sound like in Man of Steel that Superman's relationship with Lois Lane was the sole reason he was like sticking to everything, which is like, don't don't change core aspects of a character unless you're going to make that like a part of his like um, what's what's the way to put it part of his like inner struggle as a character that makes him more in depth
0: yeah make makes him makes him feel relatable. yeah, I get that now, I don't know. I mean, i I on the d c. round, to be perfectly honest, I would like to see a live action. actually, I want to see what they do with with the flash to be perfectly honest, because the flash is always really he's always interested me because he's he's the the level of things that he could do, and if you if you i mean, from a physics standpoint is completely obscure. Like, like, impossibilities you know just a, a person running that fast is, their their flesh would get torn off of their skin or, or, or their skin would get torn off of their flesh you know I mean doesn't matter I mean if he's got any exposed flesh whatsoever it, it's like it's like being on a ski lift in negative 40 degree weather and you decided not to wear your gaiter you get to the top and you're sitting there going geez why is it so hard to talk and then you smile and your lips fall off you know like, that's just what I'm imagining as he's bolting through. Yeah, putting physics aside, that you physically can only push so much air. I don't care how aerodynamic you are, there's only so much air you can physically push. Putting all that aside, if he actually maintained, if he actually attained that speed on his feet, his flesh would be torn off. So they explain it off with the speed force and whatnot. So I'm interested to see where the flash goes because they've had especially with the CW and all of their shows that they've had, they've got a lot of opportunity to really open up the the crisis of infinite worlds and really explore some of these things and even give some television actors an opportunity to, you know, have a cameo in a major motion picture. It, it, DC's got, they've got the groundwork for a really, really interesting continuity session to to, to bring... More than just the movies together, but bring the television with it. Like, Marvel had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't really think that they brought too much of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the cinematic universe. There's really
2: only one, and it was, uh, I always space on her name, it's the actress that played Robin in How I Met Your Mother. She played some somewhat of a role in the Avengers
0: films. Yeah, a very minor role it's but yeah. still
2: more than the rest of the group.
0: Okay. Okay, so so they pulled that there. I, I didn't even realize that. I missed that completely. But DC's got a really great opportunity because they have this whole, what do they call it now? It's not Arrowverse anymore. Shit. What are they what are they calling it now? Well, they've got this whole universe on the CW with all the different shows that they got going on. They've got a really great opportunity to like bring those fans who are watching all of that because there's a there's a pretty good amount of people that are watching those arrow arrowverse um shows but to bring them and kind of give them some cookie crumbs in the mo- you know in movies like that like when they did the last crisis of infinite earth thing the, the big crossover in the arrowverse they actually had the Barry Allen Flash from the CW meet the I think it's I think it's Barry Allen the Barry Allen Flash from the movie cinema from the cinematic universe you know all of a sudden he's running through time or whatever running through the world and he stops and he's talking to him he's like whoa this is really weird and then he bells off it's just like you know a 10 15 second cameo but it's just like oh if you do this in reverse if you have those type of cameos of people from the show somehow loop into the movies you might actually have something there but also the one thing that the show's got over the movies, at least in my opinion, is that the different characters, they've they've they didn't focus on like one color palette and say all of the movies are gonna have this color palette. You know, we we focused on it in Nolan in, in Christopher Nolan's Batman. Oh, we got this color palette, and we're just gonna stick with that same color palette in Man of Steel, in Wonder Woman, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Dawn of Justice. It was all all this really dark, gritty color palette and that's the thing i liked about the cw is that like for the like green arrow or the arrow had a fairly dark color palette because he was a vigilante doing things at night doing criminal quote quote criminal things to stop other criminals so it was a very dark palette at a majority of the time but then you get to something like supergirl and the palettes are very very bright very shiny very warm colors you know and they gave those characters their homage in that way. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I would like to see, you know, if DC really does continue down the path, I would like to see more, I would like to see more of that crossover stuff between the show and the and the movies somehow. You know, even if it's just little short cameos. You know, even if it's just like a little short cameo like uh, Samuel L. Jackson did at the end of the, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. You know, just something like that. Just something, something small, something to show that, hey, these two worlds exist together somehow.
2: Yeah, and I was just you? doing some double checking. Kobe Smolders is the actress. She also appears with Fury in um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, OK. So like she it. actually is more involvement than I thought. I thought she was really just in uh, the first Avengers and then Endgame. And that was it
0: no, She was the one that took over as director, right? Temporarily, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Okay. Now I know who you're talking about.
2: Yeah, but she was like his right-hand man. Like, if you guys remember at the end of uh, Infinity Ward when the snap actually happens and it cuts to New York. He's in the streets and they just got hit by a car. And it's both Fury and Kobe Smulders are getting out of the car together. And then that's when you see him trying to phone for Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's the two of yep. them together.
0: About
1: you, Blue, what would you want to see? I like Darkseid. He's uh he's an interesting uh, character. But um, I would really like to see Brainiac for the next like if Superman was for his own standalone movie, I want to see Brainiac come into play. Like I know they've set up Dark Side, but you know, Brainiac would be cool to see. Um Because I think that's, I feel like that's Superman's, one of Superman's main villains. At least that's the way I, when I grew up, I was watching a lot of the cartoon series like Brainiac, Brainiac. There's like Lex Luthor, sure. But like, from like the outside, the extraterrestrial um, realm, like Brainiac really did a number.
0: Yeah, the, the, the villain that really could stand toe-to-toe with Superman. Not that Luther couldn't stand toe-to-toe, but he, Luthor had to use his wits to defeat Batman, or to defeat Superman. While Brainiac was just like, he had brawn and he had intelligence. Yes, he did. Well, you should play uh, Injustice 2 then, because as I said, Brainiac's the big bad in that game. And it's, it's a pretty good story, to be honest. I might, but fighting games have never been my forte. Ah, that's why you just put it on very easy and you button mash. True. Could do that. It's just like watching a movie with some brief interludes where you gotta touch a controller.
2: Yeah, just drink the whole time. It'll be far more enjoyable. You might actually hit some (laughs) combos at that point. (laughs) Right?
0: Accurate. Can confirm. What about you, Vintage? What what would you want to see coming through on the uh, the DC Cinematic Universe realm?
2: So I, I do somewhat agree with Blue that I like the darker side of things, but... I felt like they really missed an opportunity in especially in in Justice League of failing to show both light and that darker side because you had characters involved that like Superman when I think Superman. Yeah, there's a little dark there, but it's a lot of bright. I mean, if you look at the comic books like he's the face of America as a superhero like that doesn't sound very dark. We're not talking like a boys esque storyline where he's actually a villain kind of thing and i like those crossovers a lot um i'm not sure where i want to see the villains go i feel like i would rather see some better fleshing out of the characters first that's one of the things i really like about the marvel universe is you you don't just get these single movies with these single uh characters they actually have you actually get their full backstory you see quality development and then you see those character changes in effect when now they have to work as a team again and i like that kind of dynamic the way that works
0: Hmm. Yeah, i can see that well i guess on that note where can people find you vintage
2: uh these days gna discord i got my own discord I, uh, from time to time, I stream twitch.tv slash vintage DC. And, uh, yeah, I'm basically Damoc light in the GNA (laughs) podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Uh, What about you, Blue? Where can people find you
1: at? Well, I mean, you can find me on this show probably for the last time this month. Probably won't be back on the show for the rest of this month. You know, I got a wedding next week. There's other things coming up like a honeymoon and then there's Thanksgiving. So, so, yeah, this is probably the last time you'll find me on this show this month. I don't know if I've made that clear enough. I, I I don't know if someone needs to call 911 for you because your your heart just stopped. But who am I kidding? They probably didn't because you're probably like, God, get this guy off the show. Yeah,
2: Blue, are we going to see you November 20th?
1: <laughs> so,
2: How about the 25th? No, no. How about sometime I don't first week so. of December?
1: maybe maybe maybe, okay good just had to be sure
2: yeah didn't want to lose you completely
1: yes i want to get clarification Um, good call yeah yes so you can find me there uh you can also find me on the gna discord you can find me on twitter uh at blue shark 45 you can find me on parlor if they kick me off of twitter and while they haven't kicked me off twitter yet as blue shark 45 as well very nice
0: i'm cecil xavier your host you can find me as cecil versus games on twitter Cecil Xavier everywhere else, uh, Ustream, Twitch, Facebook, Grinder, Tinder, uh, Three Play, Cupid, By Cupid, yeah, pretty much everywhere. Just I've actually started. So I've actually started a movement now. I've literally just signed on to everything and creating Cecil Xavier account there. So send me places to sign up for stuff. I'm literally signing up there why i don't know why just because why not i got a silicon better to valley
2: do. doesn't know enough about you cecil that's no. the whole reason
0: no I, I want when somebody goes oh you know what cecil xavier that's an awesome name i'm gonna steal that they go to put it in oh already taken son of a bitch <laughs> or you can find me on the gna podcast uh discord you can find me on three player co-ops discord wolfman's discord battlesloss discord uh josh of all trades or just josh now his discord. Um, and if you look really deep, you can find me in a political chat that we've got going, a little private chat. You can find me there too. We hope you enjoyed the show. GNA, games, nerds, and alcohol. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, on do your we favorite have a app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Attic, Player FM, Stitcher, Spreaker, MyTuner, Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other places. If we aren't someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can
1: also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast. You can also join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do a game show night every first Saturday of every month on Mixer at www.mixer.com
0: forward slash GNA Podcast. Join us every Wednesday night at 1930 Eastern Time on cast.gg for Anime Night hosted by Blue Shark 45.
1: And join us every second Saturday of the month for
0: Horror Movie Night hosted by Cyberblood. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Check him out at MorganBS.com.
1: And please email us. At GNA Podcast at GNA in your DNA dot one with all your questions, comments, or death threats. We would love to hear from you. And last but not least,
0: website blue. Do we have a website? We do, ladies and gentlemen.
1: What is it called? If you are so inclined, you can go to http colon forward slash forward slash www dot. Nerds read interesting slightly interesting really not interesting. But yeah, let's just let's be honest with you. Absolutely boring quotes from video games. No, they're not from video games. We've lied to you. They're actually from textbooks. The textbooks that you hated in school dot com. Or www.gnapodcast.com
0: <laughs> Thanks, Blue. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight. Have a great evening. Appreciate it, See You too. Night,
2: everyone.